0: Welcome to the Shoot the Breeze Podcast with your host Vinny Rob and Nello. This podcast contains strong language throughout. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode number sixty-four of the Shoot the Breeze Podcast. Coming to you live from an undisclosed location in North County, Dublin. What's <laughs>
1: happening, everybody? How's everybody
0: doing? Uh, yeah, busy, busy, uh, busy week ahead. Busy week happening right now. Yeah, busy week last week. Anybody?
2: Yeah, busy. I'm just fucking
1: not, not a very busy weekend, but a busy. No. Everything else busy. Yeah.
0: I had I had a busy weekend so much so that uh, I I went for like uh, it's mean, a it's called it's called a baby moon. Stop! It's not. You went yeah. to a spa. Yeah. So yeah. You're no.
2: Busy about
1: the spa. It's busy man. I had to
0: go there <laughs> like. Swim around. And
1: stop calling it a fucking baby moon. Yeah. Well, anyway, so for nice. those of
0: you not in the know, there's the fucking thing called a baby moon.
1: There's not a thing called a baby moon. There is. Moon. It's
0: in America. It's called baby moon. Anyway, <laughs> basically, it's like the last trip you take before uh, your newborn baby arrives.
1: It's like that push present bullshit that you're talking. Yeah, about Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Push so, present. Yeah. And you have to buy them a present when they give birth because they push the baby out.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's a pra- it's it's called a push present. It's it's from one of those American shows like All right. American Wives or
2: something in New York. Or- Feels like a say nothing, do it anyway kind of situation.
0: Yeah, so I, I so we we, bu- we we booked a stay in Kilkenny Castle uh, on for this weekend, and we got, went down on Friday, and then at like six o'clock in the evening, they announced that Kildare was going into lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so you
1: couldn't go to a restaurant. No,
0: so so it was kind of worked out because I had booked uh, a restaurant in like a Thai uh on the Friday Oh, all right. Right. and i was like right so we'll go there and then i booked a restaurant in the hotel on the saturday so i was like grant do that first so they were like i was like fuck are you kidding me so it was basically from midnight so the restaurant was still like open that we went to yeah. on the friday so we had our meal and all that stuff and we were in there chatting away and there was like it's fucking ridiculous like we're only just back open and we're having to close oh, again so, like you know
2: yeah. so say Sarah's family are from kildare so they had a bit of a was a Kildare, Leash and Offaly. Yeah, yeah, so there's lots of stuff. Francis should
1: have put a wall up around them years and years yeah. ago.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I know, yeah. Oh, so what, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> voice <laughs> oh, just a ride home from work and just like slagging us. Eh, uh, Anyway, yeah, so uh, did that and then went for a spa treatment on the Saturday and God had the whole you. spa to, do to ourselves, pretty it's much. Terrible, isn't
2: it? It's shocking, just shocking stuff altogether. He, he was flat out, flat out a man, yeah. flat out, flat out. I had a massive weekend planned, and then uh, we had bits and pieces to do, and uh, Sarah's brother had to get a COVID test, so that shot all plans out the window. Oh, okay. Thankfully, he's he tested negative. Yeah, but yeah. In typical when you've a planned weekend fashion. He found that out at like 7 or 8 o'clock on Sunday. So I was texting him and I was like, how long did it take to get that fucking test back? And he's like, 36 hours. And I was like, well, that's our plans gone for the weekend. Yeah. yeah. But look, at least he was negative. That's a good thing because we're going away this weekend for a one-year anniversary. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Holy shit. One-year anniversary. I don't know. Oh, I'm she's booked planned it out. I've been told that I'm driving somewhere. Oh, lovely. Ah. I like that. Yeah, so Surprise. I have no idea. But it's the one, one year since I got a tattoo weekend. and a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how that works out. You're getting
1: treated to a weekend, aren't you, Lucky?
2: Yeah. Well, um, I'm driving.
0: Lucky
2: well, yeah, think, but I think it all balances out. That balances out. I think it balances out. Well,
0: I, I, I take the driving over getting <laughs> taken away from getting taken away somewhere. Yeah, yeah. fair point. Um, yeah, Codeline, I've got an Amazon slash Twitch stream happening uh, this week, this Thursday as well. So looking forward to doing that. It's like awesome. Biffy Clyro and somebody else are doing it. So, yeah. That should,
2: bit, that should be That should and we got the this podcast sponsored Yo-ho, for this week yeah. so this yeah.
0: week's podcast <laughs> Billy Big Balls yeah this week's podcast <laughs> is kindly sponsored by the lovely people at Wow Dublin and the Attic Bar Swords so uh, we put it out earlier on about a little competition where you had to uh, send us a story basically of uh, a time you thought your friend was sound and uh, we're gonna read we, we got some entries um and we're gonna read them out, and then our our sound oh meter, <laughs> our resident sound o meter uh, Nello, is uh is going to pick the winner basically, yeah. uh, and the winner is gonna get um uh, a burger for two, two burgers, two burgers, two burgers, and two points for uh, so they can take their friend and uh, friend. And, yeah,
2: friend. Friend. Burger friend. uh.
0: Um, yeah so yeah so uh rob do you want to kick us off sure well we can we can talk we so we have an interview coming up later on as well yeah. in the podcast with uh shane dunn of um independence festival in cork and of mcd uh so we're gonna have him on the podcast in a few as well so uh this will be uh we won't we'll, we'll we'll skip the sports bit for this week and we'll just yeah uh, we shall yeah so anyway Rob
2: um I have one so it was uh, a friend of mine a girl was on a J one so she went on a date while on J one and with an American uh, that worked beside them and then a friend who listens to the podcast her mate Sarah had been encouraging this date for weeks to go with him. So the plan was made to go for pizza near to where they were living and Sarah was given uh, details just in case you need to bail out. And on her way home from work, she decided without any introduction or notice that she would introduce herself uh, into the date as her best friend and join for a quick chat. She was thinking she was being sound, but in fact, she was not. Do you think that's sound a crashing the date or else saving her ass?
1: Oh, hold on, a <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm kind of confused here. What, yeah.
2: what happened? Sorry. So, a friend, of mine, she crashed a day, yeah. So, her best, so a girl went on a date, yeah. yeah. Did, she did you ask her? No, her best mate told her if in case I'll call you, in yeah. case so I she need didn't you. call her, though, she didn't call her. Well,
1: then she's not being sound, not being
2: sound. That is, yeah, that's yeah. the anti sound. I know, big head move, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And the person who crashed the day listens to the podcast every week, so it's funnier, I guess. That she'll be <laughs>
0: yeah. well, you just did yourself out of a fucking there. <laughs> <America. laughs>
2: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah just, that's like cock blocking for no reason whatsoever
2: there you go yeah that's uh, a that's not, so not sound not do they, sound is
1: there a female equivalent of cock blocking I don't know
0: Fanny blocking <laughs> I think I'm we're I've never not heard
2: the most equipped people to answer that question yeah I'll oh, oh, yeah.
1: actually I'm gonna find that out for next week <laughs> I just Someone assume
2: I, I just assume it was right uh, so that, that's a that's a not sound that's yeah, yeah that is not that's a not sound right Finn do you have one yeah yeah so
0: I have one here um from Claire in my drunken state after a night out I decided to cook for me and my best friend needless to say this went horrendously as I ended up flipping a fried egg and boiling all oil all over my face resulting in second degree burns my best friend stayed up all night holding bags of ice to my face while I slept off my drunken state she saved my face that night and I her my life my face is still good now
1: Jesus right okay so <laughs> This actually happened to my brother on Friday. Wow! Now it wasn't oil, but he had eggs in the microwave. He was doing poached eggs, okay. and he opened the door, and it exploded.
0: Boiling yeah,
2: water okay. burnt his face. He has burns on his face. That oh. happened to my brother a couple of weeks ago with a different thing with a nutri blender. Ridic- what it burst yeah. all over his face and he screamed like well, now was he it was oh, a right. boiling water it was but it was yeah because he, he was drinking soup or something like he that? was trying to make something like that yeah and it was a hot thing yeah. in the in the bullet so
1: i've seen his face and that is not a good thing to happen to you no so if her mate sorted her out while she was pissed but she slept off and um mate saved her face that's fucking sound
2: that is uh. That's pretty sound. Okay, so that's, Cause
1: that's, that's... if that had been... If I had been in that situation and someone was in bits and I was pissed up and they were pissed up, I'd probably be like, damn cloth, you'd be grand. <laughs> and then the next day it would have been seriously blistered up the bits.
0: That's, uh, yeah. Fuck. So okay that's sound. So, uh, sorry, just just going back to, to Rob there and your brother. Uh, what was he doing putting hot stuff in the new Oh, hand?
2: I don't know. But anyway, that's dangerous. It was, he'll probably kill me for saying it on it. But it happened. I was behind him when it exploded <laughs> and it was fucking scary like the thing popped yeah and burst everywhere but it was just one of those moments of a lapse of concentration and thankfully his girlfriend is a carer and straight away was like cold water in the shower you'd be fine and he only had first degree burns which means that they were just like sunburn and just kind of went off
0: jesus right (laughs) now Nella, what have you after discovering here no
1: i thought it was (laughs) i looked up on urban dictionary what it was and the uh It was just the sentence says Sam had a guaranteed rash bash until his <laughs> until his friend who Hannah who's a complete female cop blocker ruined it so
2: Jesus Christ. Oh, that's from Urban Dictionary, not from your mouth. <laughs> a rash bash
1: Yeah, I Jesus think that's Jesus Christ. Be, I,
2: oh <laughs> let's just not even try to assume what that is. Oh,
0: yeah. I know it, exactly what it is, but oh my goodness. <laughs>
2: yeah wow Jesus Madness. on to the next story from yeah. Dave on a lads holiday in Lanzarote back in the day a few of us popped to the supermarket for some essentials and one of the lads just grabbed a couple of porno mags this was pre-mobile phone which is such a strange thing to note <laughs> and,
1: I can't even think back that far uh,
2: we had all got food and drinks and gone through the till then this then this uh, this goes down with the mags the poor Spanish woman didn't know what to make of this idiot uh, in his vest top, buying porn at ten in the morning in a food mart, and politely asked anything else, sir, to which he nonchalantly replied, "No, just a filth, please," uh, and casually <laughs> went about his business. <laughs> One of the more unusual supermarket exchanges I've ever experienced, and all the lads cracked up. So I don't. That's so a, that's just an that's embarrassing That's a good
1: story. funny story. Yeah, but it's not about it's not, it's a not really about story. being sound
2: yeah
0: like, oh well, so, well uh, like it was sound in terms of that he supplied the porno mags for the lads <laughs> yeah, <which is laughs> that, that's a weird <laughs> when way you're, it being when you're phrased
1: like that that's a bit weird
0: <laughs> yeah well like that's a, that's I'm assuming <laughs> oh that's what God. he's talking about yeah he, maybe it's just like you know this. That look was isn't he so sound he basically supplied the wanking material <laughs> oh, for the week that we were away in Lanzarote cause see I knew is,
2: this segment would go places I didn't know if we'd be happy with where it went <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, there is one <laughs> there is one more but it, it, is, is it it's um Oh, yeah. Someone who doesn't qualify for the competition because they live in Indonesia. <laughs> um, it's the what did this? Coda so, Questions. Uh, okay. I have another one. I can't, I can't find it. Right oh, a savage. I'll, I'll read this one out. Okay. Um, give it to me. This, yeah. So it's like because they all missed uh, these people in, um, I think they're in Taiwan. One lives in Taiwan. And the issue was that they were watching the Code line live streams instead of going to the gigs so they decided to all kind of figure out time zones and meet up and watch them over time zones which, On, like a zoom call yeah like a zoom call but one was one girl was like in the middle of the night at like four in the morning to do it so she joined all the time and just like there you go so she was being sound in her that's name that's pretty
1: sound because chances are being cold line fans are probably what seven e. <laughs>
2: you talking about they listen to the podcast i'm joking i'm joking like they're definitely um, older than that like. so inamori is the girl's name and she was just like being the absolute sound mate and staying <laughs> awake for the whole entire time so that's that pretty, is, that's pretty I,
1: sound yeah it is pretty sound yeah but they can't win again. a burger in swords though
2: no. so. yeah
1: unfortunately <laughs> oh My
0: god where the fuck is this gone sorry i i, I have one more oh did someone say oh you got yeah, it Yeah, someone sent it to me it's basically about like where is it oh uh yeah it's it's kind of sound it's kind of (laughs) they were also asking me for something but they were like this is for your competition as well now i think they're in i think they're from the uk so again this is it they're not going to be able to win this like you know uh but they basically said um oh my god where is it (laughs) uh yeah so my best friend anna uh was or my best friend anna i was turning 21 and for my birthday, she basically went around and got in touch with a load of celebrities that she follows and musicians and stuff like that. And she was going to ask me to send a video as well. All right. But she's basically being like, she went, and I, I never saw this, um, but I saw <laughs> this message. <laughs> but she, she went around. Yeah, yeah. I didn't she, see that one. But. Yeah. She went around and got a load of celebrities to uh, wish her all a happy birthday. And she got... Who'd she get? She got Maddie from the 1975, which is a pretty. It's, that's it's pretty, pretty good get. that 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 he was able to get there. Some actor that I don't know is who he is or she is. Uh, yeah, and basically she went out of her way to do all this uh while we were in lockdown. So she is a really nice friend. It's pretty yeah, sound.
1: That's pretty sound. Yeah, I so find like, girls are much better at the like presently friendship things than lads are.
2: <laughs> than lads are. Yeah, lads, so, lads
1: don't put lads do put enough uh like as much thought into presents for friends as girls do no mm, maybe no. Not,
0: no no but that no. is fairly sound yeah that's sound uh Fair and sound. especially just to do a kind of during lockdown so yeah sophie that that is a nice thing yeah that's your friend i did. would
2: agree Trio, on trio, soundness on that one yeah
0: so yeah. so she can't win it anyway no. <laughs> so
1: ton up so we have one in indonesia which, that was fairly sound yeah the uk that's a very nice thing to do that's nice and sound
2: yeah
1: porn one that's weird <laughs>
2: It it's funny one. but weird Definitely weird
1: Yeah Yeah, uh, And the other one Robs me That's fucking That's a some a bullshit It one. is bullshit Yeah yeah
2: It is bullshit
1: So it's gonna have to be The girl whose friend Saved her face Because
2: There you go That yeah. is A Claire,
0: common occurrence so, By all accounts Claire so you have won A wow yeah. And a point for you And your and you and your pal Your mate second.
1: who is Very sound for looking at you
0: Yeah And obviously is Medically trained In, in some fashion
1: mm-hmm. well, i just Like Fucking hot oil. Yeah. Just after a feed, to drink.
2: Yeah. Yep. That's a double sound, like, because the person who was drunk thought they were being sound. Yeah, the person that was drunk thought they were being sound cooking the megs. Yeah. Yeah. And then got fucked up. Yeah. yeah. So, Claire, enjoy a burger cooked by somebody else yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> and a pint poured by somebody else I'm Almost. pretty
0: sure you're at a zero risk of getting grease on you <laughs> I'm
1: not going to say 100% yeah because those well burgers have some grease on them
0: yeah, greasy, but greasy I'm going to uh, say yeah it's all yeah. that good grease yeah about a 90% chance that you're not going to get grease yeah. on your face that was, a, that right, was awesome nice
2: well that, went, yeah. that was a good first run of the sound check yeah, exactly so yeah.
0: thank you again to our sponsors well burger and the attic bar and swords uh, so yeah you guys are going to get some burgers and things and Enjoy. We, might, we might come and join uh, <laughs> but yeah anyway right moving on uh next up uh we have uh, a friend of mine a fellow called shane dunn uh i won't go into too much i'll just let him explain what the crack is and who he is and and all that sort of jazz uh, but yeah so hopefully this all works and here's our interview with shane dunn Alright everybody, so uh, welcome uh, Shane Dunn to the Shoot the Breeze podcast. Um, so I know Shane for God, probably like since 2012 or something like that, maybe 2011, maybe earlier, but Codeline, yeah, Codeline played uh, Independence, which is Shane's <laughs> festival that he runs down in Mitchellstown in Cork, uh, and we played that on a tenth, and I think there was like five or six people there the first time we played, Maybe, maybe more, <laughs> maybe ten. But remember, we were playing in a tent.
3: hundred euro. Huh? He paid pay you hundred euro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that was two hundred
0: euro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was big books back then. Shane was taking a risk on us, like so. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so that was, that was back in 2011 or 12. And uh, since then, me and Shane have just become good, good friends. Uh, Shane now works for MCD a lot as well. So putting on, so we kind of, our paths cross a lot in the Irish music scene, playing, uh, playing shows and stuff like that. Sorry, there's a truck. My neighbor has a truck and he's backing it up at the moment. So <laughs> uh, just ignore that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, Shane, if you want to, do you want to?
3: back in truck.
0: I know, yeah. <laughs> that that that's that's the thing, man. This is it. So here, do you want to just uh, give uh, a little brief spiel on on who you are, what you do, where you come from, what, what's what, what's your likes and dislikes? Yeah. Shane. Hmm. Can you hear us? <laughs>
3: Yeah. Um, look, I I went to UL, did a science degree, did a masters, in work at UL. And I can, yeah, uh, it's a bit broken, all right, but I can hear you. Um, and it, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Start again. Yeah, no.
0: If you um, want to go from the, if you want to go from the top, we can hear you now.
3: Yeah, I look, I, I went to UL. I did a, a science degree. Did a masters. Worked in the Department of Ag for a while. So weirdly i'm uh i'm very uh, uh up on viruses and the like which are us <laughs> at the moment um yeah. but uh yeah and i kind of fell into this you know i i used to volunteer at the old midgetown music festival in like the early noughties and that got into a bit of trouble in 2003 and four and I went to a meeting about it in two thousand and f- end of two thousand and four, and ended up owning it, and and the debt, um, which was looking back, was an incredibly stupid thing to do. Um, <laughs> we did a few did a few free gigs in the square in Mitchellstown in six, seven, and eight. So they were the first kind of independence gigs. Um, and in two thousand and eight, it was really warm, like 25, 26 degree bank holiday Sunday, and we had I think the blizzards director. Delorentos and fight like apes, maybe in a couple more, and yeah. it was packed. It was like eight or nine thousand people there, ten thousand people. Um, I got a call on a Tuesday morning from the guards' barracks to be told uh, you were not fucking doing that ever again. Um, <laughs> just people coming from you know from all angles, you know, non-ticketed free gig, you know, you couldn't yeah, yeah. Control. So by accident, we ended up in a field in two thousand nine. Ticketed, it was about 1800 people there. Um, 2010, we moved to to where we are now, and it was like two and a half thousand people. Then the next year, it was three and a half, then it was five, stayed at five for a few years, and then went for a license to eight. Um, yeah, and just you know, last year was 15,000. Um, so it's just built up over time, you know, and yeah, like you said, I started working with. MCD then three, four or five years ago and manage a bunch of of events for them like Irish Independent Park, St. Anne's Park, um bunch of other festivals and and then I kind of promote some of my own shows. So I work with 21 Pilots, Stereophonics, Manic Street Preachers, um Sigrid, Aurora, yeah, bunch of different acts that I, you know, do shows in the Olympia or, you know, anywhere yeah. from the, yeah. the Soundhouse up to the three arena. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at the moment, I spend all my time fighting with the government.
2: Yeah. So that's uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's where we are. <laughs>
0: yeah man so it's 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 an amazing story like from from the beginnings of independence festival like to kind of where it is now which is like one of the biggest festivals on the irish calendar like you know and even around europe it's it's a band it's it's a festival that a lot of bands want to play because it's run really well it's a really nice festival to play the atmosphere down there has always go crack like you know in the People's people for um and yeah, it's 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 a good vibe. So yeah, I guess it kind of takes us up to now. So like Independence was meant to be on last weekend, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, it was great to just sit in a restaurant and, and drink pints and not have to, to worry about the rain. Yeah. And I wasn't. Like It was weird. It was weird. Like I think yeah. it was, you know, if it was in normal circumstances and it wasn't happening because you were just done with it or it was finished or whatever, you know, you could have got, the people together who work on it and gone to the boozer and, you know, yes. had a clatter and, you know, talked rubbish um, about the last 15 years. But, you know, we couldn't even do that, you know. So it was, um, it, was it was, it was difficult. Yeah, I'm not lying about it. There was a few dark old days, mainly alcohol-induced, if I'm honest. But, you know, yeah. there was a few dark days, you know, over the last couple of months in particular. But for everybody in the industry, you know, there's, like, we're fortunate or I'm fortunate in that, you know, I still have my, my, my contract with, with MCD. I'm still getting paid. You know, I um, can keep paying the bills, but, like, there are thousands of people now. You, you know, you see it today in, in Manchester with the march over there, and yeah. there'll be one here in the next couple of weeks once the all the come back from their, uh, from their break. Um, you know, people are, are going out of business and losing their jobs, and events and festivals are going to fold, and venues are going to close um, because the support in the July stimulus for for our sector you know from where we could not make our living and like I'm sure even you guys it's probably a big high percentage of of cord income is is live you know it's, it's yeah gigging. like that's where you you make your money um yeah. and there's no support there's no support so far so like unless we get something soon i think that our entire industry here is is facing maybe you know a decade of of recovery yeah um, so it's a
0: times so i i guess like i i i suppose yeah like you, you you have been kind of active on social media and stuff like that i, I i've just seen you. so is that why because basically i have a question are you, are you kind of tired of hearing about like the pubs and restaurants associations like the lvaa and and the fitness association mm-hmm. and and them just taking up all the airtime on radio and tv and is that why you kind of set up or were are involved in like epic working group as to kind of so that the entertainment industry kind of has a voice at the, at the table, I suppose.
3: Yeah. Like there's a, the story with, with Epic is, is a bit So there there's a guy called Stevie who worked at all the big events for years. He was kind of the radio controller and event control and Stevie passed away, I suppose, what, 18 months ago, maybe, or maybe less, maybe 12 months ago. And uh, at his funeral, and this is a long winded version of where Epic came from, but uh, at his funeral, like everybody from the events industry that you only see from, you know, May to September. Um, and an email thread was started with about 150 different people on it to kind of say, let's meet up in January. Let's go to the boozer, you know, when, yeah. um, when we're not working, you know, and actually meet each other. And then when all this started, that thread with the 150 kind of professionals from behind, you know, from the shadows of the yeah. music live industry, um, we're talking on that thread and there was, you know, somebody said, look, we need to set up, we don't have a lobby group. You know, we've never asked before, you know, the pubs have the vintners and the hoteliers association and the restaurant association and everybody's got something and we'd nothing because we're independent. We're, you know, commercial entities successful at it. You know, we go out, we do our shows, we make money, you know, the businesses profit out of it, all the SMEs. So it came from that and people just said, look, you know, the different people on it, Tony Killeen and Michael Young and Sophie Ridley and Pierce and whoever, myself, you know, will you put yourself forward? And I'd said no to three or four people. And then I got a call from Duchess. I'm sure you've met Duchess. Yeah, already. exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
3: And uh, Duchess didn't ask me. Duchess said, you're doing um, and that's it, 20. and I' and scares the shit out of me, yeah, Dutch just <laughs> so, scares the said, shit
0: uh, out of me, man and I've only like
2: worked on like <laughs> yeah. one show with her. <laughs> I met her once at yeah, the airport, and yeah. she scared the shit out of me, so
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, is great now Duchess is amazing. I just when she said you're doing, it I said all right, I'll do it. so I, I yeah, put yeah. myself forward and then, and then got it got elected and and here we are, but like i'm not i wouldn't say i 'm annoyed with them because look at the end of the day, they have their members, but what yeah. does annoy me a little is is the is this m- memo that they put out of. You know, we're the last business left, you know, that aren't open. Well, unfortunately, you are all, you are open, a large portion of you. And there's yeah. a route to open for the rest of you. It might mean buying a pizza oven or, you know, loads of nine euro chicken wings, but you can open, you know, if you're if you're willing to do it. We are not open and we are, no, we are at zero. Like we are not, there is no shows, you know, there like, and we're disproportionately affected, but also we've been unfairly treated in one sense in that, You know, you can put 500 people into a church now, you know, because they got special dispensation, or 600 people, or 800 people if it's big enough, but we can't put 51 people into the three arena. Yeah, you know, which seats nine and a half thousand. You know, so like, we are being a little bit unfairly treated in that we are shut under, and we don't. Nobody's arguing that we should be shut. You know, like there is a pandemic. You know, we're learning more about this virus and, you know, it, especially in enclosed spaces, it's it, it's very transmissible. But equally, when you look at it and you say as an industry, you know, we come up with solutions based, you know, we can contact Trace better than anybody. You know, and everybody will have a ticket on their phone. We'll be able to tell you the name, email address, phone number of everybody at the gig. You know, we can do shows in the outdoors. We can space it. We can allow people the space to social distance. You know, all those things that we do as event producers better than, you know, the businesses that are open. You know, you can go into big super pubs now in the cities and, you know, for nine quid of a toasted well, sandwich. What was a toasted sandwich at five fifty, and it's now the same sandwich <laughs> that's got <called> the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like and and drink like, drink 10 points and very little social distancing and up on top of each other, but Wheelins but Whelan's can't do a gig. You know, so yeah. it's it's a bit it's a bit unfair in that sense, but really we get that we can't open to scale, but what we do need now as an industry is for the government to recognize the non-funded sector, so like the 90% of, of live events that aren't the Abbey Theatre or the Gate Theatre or you know what they fund. Yeah. And, and recognize it and support it or else you know the PA suppliers the lighting suppliers the toilets the trackway the fence the mechanical engineers the electrical engineers the guitar techs they're all gone and yeah. when it comes to they say okay lads you know I'm heading over to Washington there next week with the bowl of shamrock I want to be telling them about the crack and the cule and the music from Ireland there won't be any because um, there is no crack and kill.
2: Um, Shane just yeah, a question food. oh yeah. sorry um i you guys were obviously obviously watching i think you were heavily involved in the sounds from empty room right yeah yeah so what was um what was the feedback and you think there's a chance for stuff like that to continue because i watched it and after watching the other voices stuff for a couple of weeks as well and just being able to see what you're missing in a way was was quite um, was quite inspirational because like the three of us are constantly going to gigs. Obviously, Vinny plays them a lot, and I'd be at them, and Nello's at them a lot. And um, do you think there is potential going forward to keep that highlighting what's happening and at the same time showcasing musicians?
3: Yeah, I think that you know more so musicians need to be able to do it and earn a living from it, and you know that it, we need to do it in such a way that the quality of it is good enough. You know, I think at the start of this. You know, there was an awful lot of like, you know, Zoom video stuff from people's bedrooms that was free. You know, it was just content driven because you know people were were bored. You know, and like and they, and they needed to stay connected to their to their fan base, but you know we are looking at you know at best it's kind of six months time before we start. I think you know I think we go into winter now. That's that's it for for live stuff until until next year mm. at best. So yeah. it's more about how how do we do proper you know, high end, high, high level stuff where people are, you know, it's of a quality that someone is willing to pay five quid or eight quid or 10 quid, you know, for the stream, you know, for the link to watch that gig so that, you know, the, the bands can, they can, you know, Codeline or the Coronas or McMorrow or Gav or Lyra or whoever, you know, can, can make a few quid, but equally, you know, pay their crew, you know, have their eight or 10 yeah. or 12, 15 crew work on those shows. So it's, I think that's the, st- the next step in it, but, Equally as somebody who for fifteen years has been in the business of mass gatherings, you know, and we've all we've heard for the last whatever it is now, five months is social distancing and you know that's that's really the antithesis of, of what we do. And like I don't think Vinny'll you know answer better than me because I'm not on the stage, you know, but like you won't get that connection through no. a screen. You know, like yeah. a gig is no, you yeah. live, you know, it's that that couple of moments, you know, where the house lights go out. You know, Vinny sits at his kit, you know, the, the band take their positions, um, and they get the count in their ear and you're away. Like you can't do that in a yeah. stream. It's just not the same, you know, and it never will be the same.
2: No.
3: Um and like the thing, I guess, for us is that it will come back, right? You know, pandemics, we've had plenty of them before, you know, they're by their nature, they you know, viruses are not living things, you know, they will have, it will eventually burn out or it will it will modify itself to a stage where it's you know, endemic in society, but it's not as, as dangerous as it is now. And we will go back, we go back to live and we go back to gigs. But the worry now is like, will that, will we be able to rectify that in six months or will it take six years? Because Yeah. yeah. Do you worry about,
1: that. do you worry about the fact that people will always have it in the back of their minds or people will be wary about going back to big festivals and things like that. And as well as that, because as I was thinking about it, like if with, um, if the insurance companies end up having to pay for a business interruption, will they try and take advantage of music gigs and festivals and insurance and hike up the cost for people like yourselves? Where uh, you are gonna get cover cream, so
3: just sorry, just on the insurance one, they, they yeah. won't cover it. So, there is no insurance, there's no cancellation insurance or business interruption insurance for a pandemic ever again. So, yeah. some events added this year. But anybody who even had it, you know. Wimbledon, I think red- it, was,
0: it was Wimbledon.
1: Wimbledon had it, had it yeah. They've been paying it for yeah. years. But I know, I thought there was a, a core case for certain uh, business types where they can um, cl- try and claim for business interruption. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, the insurance companies are fighting them hard on it, as far as I'm aware. But just, Yeah, no,
3: you're right. Like, so, like, if you, what a lot of it is to do with is, is every, um, every insurance policy for cancellation insurance, it doesn't include SARS-1 which was sars COVID one which was in 2002. Mm-hmm. So since then, um, your policy doesn't cover that. And what's happened here is businesses and events are, are claiming their insurance based on this because they had cancellation insurance. Mm-hmm. And the insurance companies are saying, well, this is SARS and it doesn't cover SARS. And the events are saying, well, no, this is SARS-2. And what you said in the policy is it doesn't cover SARS-1. Yeah. So there's a bit of, you know, it's, they're just trying to get out of it. But you do, have to, you do have to understand, I suppose, like it's easy to, you know, the fucking insurance companies are at it again. But at the end of the yeah, day, if they pay everybody out They're bankrupt. Like they can't yeah. pay everybody out. They just mm. don't have the funds to do it. So like there's a force majeure element to stuff. But if it's force majeure that wipes out the planet, as this has, like, you know, your policy is not going to cover it. But it is a big issue. It's a really good question. It's one we've we've had discussions with government about because you know like you look at leashes shut down this week yeah, um, yeah. or lockdown leash there and off right so like what do you do next year if you're five and a half weeks into a six-week build for electric picnic and leash gets shut down on a Wednesday yeah like you're yeah, exactly. six, seven eight million quid committed to the gig 10 yeah. million whatever it is so who pays for that? Now, other countries, Denmark, I think, have led on it. They have put a national insurance in place, whereby it's still run through the insurance companies, but instead of the underwriter being Lloyds of London, the underwriter is the Danish government. The Danish so, government. So, mm, okay. Yeah, they're picking up the tab. Um Because otherwise, if we don't get something like that here, um it like... You, we, we will be waiting for, you know, a vaccine plus. Well, yeah, because the
1: risk to people like yourselves and people that put on shows or, or want to put on shows and try and generate this type of business will always have that worry of if something happens and I'm going to be out of pocket by a serious amount of money, I, I, I might not recover from it. Like that, that could, that'll turn people yeah. off. Yeah,
3: it's like, but it's, but the risk is like, you look at something even like the, the gaiety panto um which is you know something that people wouldn't even think of but i think the upfront investment is about a million quid yeah yeah but like it's you know you're it's insane like yes yeah, so you're you know and then you know you could have there's a number of issues you could have you could have a cast member or two cast members come down with covid and have to cancel or you could have a lockdown or you know you could go back and anyway, whatever but you could end up having to cancel it and you're a million mm. quid in the hole there's no insurance policy to to cover it so there's there's loads of layers um of issues involved in in a return to life um yeah but they're all solvable but they need government um intervention and, and government help and unfortunately yes. we're still not there with them you know
0: yeah so uh, so kind of on that point like what what type of measures like have you been as like as because for, for me as a musician like I just get told, yeah, the gig is going ahead. So I I don't really have much involvement about like all the actual, the background stuff of what has to be put in place for the shows to go ahead. So like what, what, what type of measures are you suggesting to the government or are, are like, is there is there a dialogue between yourselves and like or I'm saying yourselves because I'm talking about the Epic working group, but Epic, between yeah. like yeah, but between like either Epic or individually between MCD and the and the government, like what type of measures do you think have to be put in place for
3: gigs to be allowed to happen? Well, we we made a very detailed submission to the there was an Arachus special committee on live entertainment in the arts, so Epic made a submission to that and. Oh, I had to go in and talk waffle for nearly two hours, which I thought was a bit like ten minutes. I had actually missed my dinner booking, but anyway, that's all. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, uh, the like that submission at the time, because that was um, you know end of June, was, was quite nuanced and quite detailed, and it was more about when we get back. You know, it was like so when we get back, we need a lower rate of VAT, we need, you know, the wage subsidy scheme to continue, you know, to allow the industry to recover. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: I'll tell you how quickly this thing is moving, that that was the end of June, and now those asks are, are gone. Like, they're they're pointless, because, you know, the wage subsidy is only any good to you if you've got some money coming in. Um, you know, like, a lower VAT rate's only any good to you if you're able to sell tickets, you know, which we, mm. we can't read at the moment. So we really are into a situation, I suppose, twofold in that one what we need now is funding grant funding like the funded sector like the arts council gets for the non-funded sector so you know so that's be it a festival or be it a, you know an audio supplier or you know any of those smes and there are hundreds of them that operate in this sector you know from toilets and port to cabins to pa and lights and you know safety and trackway and fence and all its you know stages That they can literally go to revenue or go to the department of finance and say look you know we turned over x amount last year we're vat compliant this is a viable business we're just shut now because of you know no fault of our own so for this company to survive for the next 12 months i need 100 grand or 150 grand whatever it is so that's that's that side of it to, to get it to survive you know for all of these these businesses to survive but then the other side of it is the is the 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 kind of the the insurance and the government you know legislative changes you know so one of the things we asked for was the setting up of a of a task force um which would have government departments on it but then would also have representatives from theater you know live events you know the people on the ground that actually you know make these events happen because like one of the things we have at the moment you would have seen it with like with gavin james's drive-ins um mm. and, like Nobody was making any money out of them. You know, Gavin wasn't making any money. You know, the promoters weren't making any money, but he just wanted to go out and do something, you know, and try and get some of his crew back to work and do a few shows for a couple of weeks. But, like, the government came out afterwards and said, oh, we don't know why, we don't know why they were cancelled. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, the, the DPP, which is the, 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 the local guard had, you know, were, in the, in the first instance, were fine for him to go ahead. Then the phase got pushed. The roadmap is very vague the local guard got in touch with the dpp with the director of public prosecutions and said look we have these shows coming up we don't have a problem with them but what do you think and the dpp said uh or oh, they'll be liable for prosecution if they go ahead um based on the vagueness mm-hmm. of the of the roadmap so like that's you know, it's just really <laughs> yeah. frustrating and like that's why you need like that kind of a as we come out of this, right? So as next summer comes, and you know, look, we all hope we're back to do an Indian and picnic and all the bigger stuff. But you know, there's also the possibility that we're we're doing stuff for three thousand cap outdoors or five thousand cap outdoors or you know, ten thousand, whatever it is. But we yeah. need somebody yeah. that we can improve, that we can go to and say, what can we do? You know, like what's the legis- what's the legislation? Not guidance documents that aren't actually law and can be interpreted by local people on the ground in whatever way they kind of feel like. So there's a lot of, there's two sides, it's cash now or else these businesses are going to just fail and they'll never be seen again. Um, And then I think the kind of legislative changes, insurance changes, the task force, they're important.
2: Yeah. I think um, I'm just trying to think there as well, in terms of obviously something similar to what Gav's gig was going to be. If, if we get a bit down the line and there are gigs where we have say 2000 cap spaces where I know it sounds terrible because we all love going to gigs, but even if it's a case of tables and sectioned areas and kind of smaller capped venues, do you think that's even achievable by next summer? It all depends basically on whether this becomes endemic, really, isn't it?
3: I like, I, yeah, like nobody knows, right? Like, yeah, know, the, the, it's a novel virus, which you know is novel meaning new, so like, even yeah. the experts would know, and if anybody. Reads a lot of the science, and unfortunately, I do because you know two small kids, and we tend to be awake. And Vinny'll know all about this now soon. But uh, <laughs> you know, you're awake, you all of the time. Um, you know, so like even the scientists are contradicting themselves, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's part of the issue. Even now, when you see the change in people's mentality. You know, for the first six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks, everybody was in it together. You know, we did what we were told. You know, and now it's like you see with what's happened with Kaleranish and, and Offley, and you know, pe- people's attitude has changed, and people are starting to get angry um, because you know they're losing their business, they're losing their different things, but nobody knows, you know, and it, it's poor. I suppose we have a, this issue as in our industry because there is no real roadmap, you know, there is no yeah. timeline, on it yeah. because, and they, because they don't know, you know, they don't know where we're, where mm. we're going to be. But you think if you think about it, you know, we were what 12th of march we got shut down and now we're the 11th of august yeah it's crazy five months we're only five months into this thing in ireland so like look at what's changed so give it another five months and you know we'll be january um and it's like who knows it could be completely different but like you know do i think we're going to get a silver bullet vaccine in the meantime putin says he has one yeah apparently so you know we're good to (laughs) go. Send it in, lads. Yeah. Let's crack it on. Um, <laughs> He's a sound lad.
0: He's a sound lad. <laughs> He's always true yeah. to his word, isn't he?
3: He's over there now, mass-producing millions of litres of vaccine. But, like, you know, we're probably, whenever we do get a safe vaccine, and I'm not really qualified, this just from what I read, um, you know, you are probably looking at six months for that to hit um, risk groups. So, you know, elderly people, yeah. Um, immunocompromised people, um, things like that. Chronic heart disease and obesity seem to be two of the bigger ones. And then you could be looking at any length of time before, you know, me or you um, gets mm. a vaccine. Now that might be enough for us as an industry because, you know, the, the mortality rate for people under 60 is very, very low, you know. So, you know, once you start breaking the, tra- the chains of transmission amongst those who are at the highest risk, you know, with a vaccine, you know, then I think things will start to return to some level of normality pretty quickly. But yeah, like we don't know. Like I'd, mm. I'd love to think we're doing big shows next summer. You know, we have a couple of West Lives, um, you know, moved in Parky Quive and obviously we got the Codeline show going on sale for um, for Malahide uh, and loads of other, you know, uh, Guns and Roses and Marley and you know, big big shows. We think we're doing them. We think they're gonna happen. Like that's yeah. you know, we're that's, that's the discussions we're having. That's why people are buying tickets, that's why nobody's very the refund rate on rescheduled shows is exceptionally low, you know, which is a sign that people really want to get back to gigs. Yeah, they um, want yeah. it.
2: You want everyone wants to get out and do it though. That. That's the thing, like Yeah.
3: Yeah, so punters, you know, we're, anyway. like, we're, Yeah, we're confident. This was as an industry we're confident that we can do it safer than, you know, the nine euro bowl of chicken wings
0: yeah (laughs) and so uh, so i guess like to to kind of wrap it up like all right the the main thing i suppose what you kind of what you want to get across is like there is this other a whole other industry besides what the pubs are uh, and what the pubs are saying and the restaurants are saying like you know that they're like the last ones to open and you know and and god help the poor publicans like you know they've been raking it in for how many days, <laughs> like you know uh, and, and again i like i i love the pub i i go to the <laughs> pub all the time so i'd like to see the pubs reopen and stuff like that but at the same time i'd like to play a fucking gig because i have no like like, like you said like for just from like a musician standpoint a good 80 percent to 85 percent of our income like yearly income comes from playing shows playing our own going on tour doing our own tours or playing festivals and stuff so for there to be no shows, no festivals, and no kind of guidance or clear kind of roadmap to kind of when we think that something, some form of a show can go ahead. It's kind of, it's quite daunting and, and terrifying mm-hmm. at, at times, just from like a musician yeah, standpoint, great. like, you know. And, and the thing is, we don't have like, like we, have, we don't have staff, we have crew, like, you know, that workforce, but they're all... Mm-hmm they're all like independently employed by themselves. But I, I can only imagine what it's like to have a PA company where you have a hundred staff or whatever, or a trucking company or a bus company, and you've spent millions and hundreds of millions on buses and equipment or trucks or whatever. And everything's just sitting idle. Like, you know, it's... Um, yeah. I, 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 like the I really thing do thing feel about
3: the bad. As an industry is that there's this... There are 35,000 people employed in Ireland in regards to live entertainment. Now that's, you know, theatre... Venues, you know, and in all of these SMEs and all of the, the freelancers, like, you know, like you were talking about, um, it's, three, it's worth about three and a half billion a year to the Irish economy. It generates about 3.3 million bed nights a year for the hotel sector, directly yeah. connected to live events. Um, of Yeah, like it's, it's hundreds of millions in, in VAT, in PAYE. But you got to remember 13 and a half percent of every ticket goes, goes to the revenue. 23% of every point sold at a gig goes to the revenue in, in VAT. Um, it's, it's huge, huge, you know, business. Um, and then look separate to that. Like, if, if, you know, if that's, I think a lot of politicians will tell you, well, that's it, you know, you got to pay your tax. So, you know, that's not the reason to, to do anything for you. Well, what about the reason of when this is over and it will eventually be over, like what society do you want left? Like yeah. what life? Do you want for Irish people, like, do you want them, you know, to be able to go to a gig, to go to the panto, to go to the theater, you know, to go to a festival, um, you know, and you know, that the joy and the happiness and memories that goes with it, or do you want them to spend the next five or six or eight years living their life through a screen? Because all of these events are gone. The entire industry is decimated. The businesses are gone out of business. You know, the, the guy who was, a sound engineer is now working in Tesco because his PUP payment was $350 and he was barely hanging on. And now it's cut to 203 and he can't pay his rent. So he had to go and get a job, and you lose that sound engineer, and you lose the special effects guys, and you lose the trucking companies and the bus companies, and you know, you lose Indy and C sessions and body and soul and all together now. Yeah. And you lose Cypress Avenue and you know Dolans and the INEC, they'll all be gone. if yeah. if, if we don't get yeah you it's know, such a it's such
2: a massive blow so, to the culture
3: yeah but it's, yeah. i think it's it's that thing what society do you want on the other side of this you know mm. do you like it's like i don't think any of us want to end up just like working in the fucking gulag and that's kind of what it's you know where everything is gray you know and the color yeah. is gone out of life and like that's kind of where we're heading if if these supports don't uh yeah for pretty soon you know i know it's dire um i'm very tired i know
2: but i do no, but
0: no but dude that's why I, I wanted to have you on because i like i've been shouting on in this podcast for the past couple of weeks about like the fact that everything to do with codeline has literally been cancelled like i know we went ahead with releasing our album but it wasn't the album release that we wanted it to be you know and it's just trying to make do or try to make the best of a shit situation like you know and and i kind of i guess the reason why i wanted to have you on is because you offer a a fantastic insight into the other side of the industry like you know um the industry that if you guys weren't involved there wouldn't be any fucking codeline shows you know so Mm. like it like we need you to build the shows and to put on the shows so that we can come and fucking rock up and play them. Like,
3: because otherwise. Yeah, but the whole, thing is in, the whole thing is an ecosystem, you know. Like, you, the promoter puts on the show, in, you know, in a lot of cases, takes the risk, puts up the money. But you can't do that without the talent of the artist. You can't make it happen without the stage and the crew and the power company and, you know, all those businesses that, that feed into that. And then it doesn't happen without the people who go and buy the tickets. So, like, if you remove any one of those blocks, yeah. then the whole thing comes down, yeah. down. and that's just, you know yeah, just wondering how many of those blocks would be left in a year's time you know or two years time that's i that's can big, big
2: i can see it though like i i've very for a short period of time put on gigs and swords myself and just knowing the loops the like the loops that you're expected to jump through as a organizer and obviously with you guys doing such big events there's no one more prepared to do this stuff than the people that are doing it at the moment you know the kind of way like so it's when we look at places like pubs open and they might not be ready for this but i imagine as a promoter and as a an organizer you're just chomping at the bit to try figure it out and make it work you know that kind of way and it just it seems awful yeah, like like we, the, gov- did, the government won't help. Every,
3: uh, yeah we did every different uh you know like i think in june um or may maybe when Varadkar was still the Taoiseach he, he mentioned that he could maybe see three, four, five thousand um, person outdoor capacities being allowed in September so like we rehashed every option of you know picnic benches circles on the ground uh, you know <laughs> store balls um, you know to um, and spent, you know spent all of June you know drawing maps redrawing maps having you know Zoom calls with different councils with the HSC like, so the, the, the systems are, we have systems ready to go from, you know, a small event right up to, you know, slain, you know. So, like, whatever yeah. we're, whatever we can do as soon as we can do it, um, you know, we'll go back to work, you know, and that's what we, what we want to do. Like, there's nobody like, I, I did my seven or eight years in a nine to five. Like, I can't go back yeah. now. I just, you know, um, who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to. But, like, you know, what I, what I want to do is, is, when it's safe to do so, I want to go back running shorts. I want to go back to St. Anne's, go back to Marley, go back to Musgrave Park, to Indy, to sea sessions, to picnic. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we don't just again rehashing or harping on, but if we don't get the supports um, now to prop up this industry and just to protect it for for a period of time, then you know it's hard to see who's going to supply the power, who's going to do the tech, who's going to be the, you know, the truck company in, in six months time, if we don't get some support now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get you, man. I I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. I like, fuck knows what, like a drummer of 13 (laughs) years is going to do if, if he can't drum, like, you know, I don't think Tesco are going to be like trying to hire me. like, Trying to tap pots and pans down the frozen department so uh <laughs> hopefully everything gets back to fucking normal um as soon as possible and th- that, like you said I, I know we're kind of we're a couple of months off so but uh i, I guess we just have to kind of stay optimistic and positive and, and hopefully the government will step up to the plate and uh, and offer supports for for smes and for individuals and, and for artists and stuff like that with grants it's not it's not loans we yeah. don't want to be paying back the government's mm. fucking money, we want grants, like you know. So, um, but yeah, Shane, Look, the, really... the fund... thanks,
3: man. Sorry, no, 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 sorry. no,
0: no, no, no. Go, go on, go on, go
3: on, go on. Sorry, sorry, go on. I was gonna say, like, you know, the, the funded sector, you know, I've got about 130 million already this year, you know, they get 80 million every year, they've had a 25 million or 30 million top up. Um, you know, the, the Abbey and the Gates, you know, have 10, 11, 12, 13 million between them, and they've already announced that they're gonna stay closed until next June. So, you know it, it's it's those kind of supports that need to go into the, the you know the wider entertainment live entertainment sector in the next couple of months you know to, to help us out
2: yeah i guess can our listeners do anything is like yeah, just contact kind of tvs like, or
0: yeah well, well to kind of like yeah, yeah, made, I don't know, your TV. yeah. yeah to educate yeah. themselves i suppose on this matter because i think a lot of people will like see the pubs and the restaurants and be like oh shit yeah well or why can't i go watch a game match or whatever but like, like where, where, where can people read up on the entertainment industry? Like you just head to Epic, is it epicworkinggroup.ie or .com? Yeah. There's epicwg,
3: epicwg.com.
0: There's a lot of info there. Awesome. Shane, you're an absolute legend, man. And thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. We really do appreciate it. And uh, stay safe and look after yourself. And my best to, to the wife and the kids. And, and hopefully we'll see you soon uh, for a point. Nice yeah thanks
3: yeah. very much
2: cheers Shane thanks for your time
3: yeah, bye, bye, bye. cheers Shane
0: thanks bro.